0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to the wrap up where I am Oren. I'm joined by Aiden and we are back a day later to finish up all the over-unders for the Western Conference in this episode. Aiden, how are you feeling about uh, our last episode now that you've had some time to reflect? I'm actually feeling better, stronger. I think it verified
1: my MBA acumen. The number <laughs> of times I convinced you, I'm feeling like I'm somehow winning, even though this isn't at all a competition. And I'm it looking is. forward to the end of the year to validate all that I'm feeling right now. Okay.
0: My takeaways were that I say like too much when I mm. do these things. And also that uh I was too serious. See, I didn't I didn't think about validating my NBA acumen. I think I'm going into this one a lot more lighthearted, a lot more I'm just gonna pick teams based off feel, vibes, uh maybe like you know, that kind of stuff rather than Diving deep into the
1: well, statistics. I mean yes or oh, no.
0: I'm I'm not Brian Windhorse, you know. Well, no, I'm one, here wants, to I'm no here one to have wants
1: fun. No one wants
0: to be Brian Windhorse. Let's, I don't talk let's about the clear. NBA, but
1: it, people want to know, like with with certain with certainty, whether they should, you know, choose an over or an under. So, and I'm intuition's know. part of it. I I respect that, but yeah, it, you know. No, of course. I think you can course. be jovial and still be accurate. You know,
0: maybe lighten your voice a little bit, a little giggle, you know? <laughs> That's the there goal go. for See? sure. There you the go. Goal, the goal is definitely to, to do both. And I'm going to try to find that balance a little better this time because I felt like I was awfully serious last episode. Okay. And part right. of that was like we had to rush it. It is so many teams that mm-hmm. you, you feel like you start to get rushed as you go on here. And we're gonna do 15 Western Conference teams here um, what are we do money tell, tell the people what we're doing if okay yeah starting so, with the Western conference right if you didn't listen to our other podcast slash YouTube videos we're go, we're going through all NBA teams and we are predicting either over or under on what Vegas predicts their win total to be next season uh, we're gonna say their additions in the offseason subtractions questions. We're going to say how many wins Vegas predicts. And then we're going to pick if we're going to take the over or the under on that. And it's just a a fun way to kind of run through the league. So, yeah, we'll start with the Northwest Division, which, as a reminder, is Denver, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, and Oklahoma Oklahoma City. So let's start with the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Okay, you ready for this? I'm Denver Nuggets went 48 and 34 last season despite being without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Uh Michael Porter Jr played the beginning of the year or not at all? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he played a bit. He played a he bit. He played a bit. Not okay, long. additions. They added Bruce Brown, nice free agency signing. DeAndre Jordan, okay. Contavious Caldwell-Pope via trade, Ish Smith via the same trade, Christian Braun in the draft peyton watson in the draft they lost monte morris and will barton with that trade to washington they lost jermichael green uh traded austin rivers they lost and Bryn forbes they lost so the questions i have yeah i was gonna say they also lost their general manager yeah but who cares man you think i'm gonna include that in like their win total is it a big deal for their win total this year though (laughs) Not really. Maybe for that uh, midseason acquisition, we, I don't know. We don't do uh, what's it, what's it called? What, what, what was that thing when it was like, would you rather have? Oh yeah, that was Brad Stevens or Giannis Antetokounmpo. That was like a Bell oh Simmons my thing.
1: God.
0: Anyways, what a time. So, to me, the the questions are really simple, and it's mostly like, how does Murray look? How does MPJ look? Returning for injury. And how does that all mesh together? How quickly really does that all mesh together with the new free agency shinings with Nikola Jokic now being, you know, the last time all three of these core guys played together, Jokic wasn't this dominant scorer, number one option type of guy. And since then he's had to develop into a back-to-back MVP. Like he's had to take on all of the scoring load for this team. So I'm curious how they find that balance again. And yeah, over-under is 49.5. What are your thoughts? There was a
1: moment where the question was, is this Jokic's team or Murray's team? And that's just no longer the case. And even I think if Murray hadn't have blown out his knee, it wouldn't have been the case. Um, I love this team. I think... um, they don't really have a hole. They filled it by getting Caldwell Pope, that like that shooting guard that can spread the floor. Um they're fairly deep. I think their one kind of question mark is backup center because it's DeAndre Jordan. I like Zeke Nazi, yeah. but I've I've heard that he's not really the center uh, guy that you're looking for. Um
0: Jeff Green, I, I think, can play backup center.
1: Yeah, I like their small ball lineups are pretty fun. I mean hell Michael Porter Jr could play center for a while if if they needed to. Um I wouldn't it wouldn't be great defensively but whatever. Um I yeah the question marks are certainly health. Jokic is a monster. I think they when we're coming to the win loss totals, they've talked about Jokic being too tired in the playoffs. Part of that now will be with Murray and Porter back, the offensive load will, you know, balance out, but part of it also might be that they'll reduce Jokic's minutes. That being said, it's only one game more that they have to win here to get mm-hmm. to the over, and they have a borderline all-star and an, and a most improved player candidate returning from injury. To me, there's no reason why they shouldn't be a 50-win team. Their division got weaker, I want to say. Um, well, Minnesota got better. Utah got much worse. Portland got better, and Oklahoma sucks. So I think... There's no reason here that they they can't get to that 50 win mark.
0: Yeah, division doesn't really matter as much as conference does, you right? You get more like, you get more games in division, no. don't you? No, you don't. You I play you, you play each conference opponent four times and each other conference two times. Unless I'm really dumb, I'm like 99% sure that's okay. how it goes. Well, then whatever. So, but but yeah, I mean, I think the West has gotten better but i'm really high on this team especially as a playoff team like you make a good point about Jokic. maybe they're gonna ease his load a little bit in preparation for the playoffs but you can do that in other ways besides minutes like it it can be an easing of the load just in terms of like his usage which i think is naturally gonna happen i think this team has a real chance to win the chip next year yeah i think they're all in like they're as a trade deadline team i think they're going to be looking to make some noise um and yeah i i think i think like 50 wins is around where they're going to finish in the regular season i'm more high on them as a playoff team because i think it's going to take time for murray and, and uh porter to like get going uh but i'll i'll take the over with some confidence here yeah I, jokic yeah. is just that good like just like i took the milwaukee over I just, you
1: know, yeah, he's gonna will them to wins, and he did last year, time and again. I really think KCP fills the missing piece for this team, as far at least at, on this, at the, the the starting five goes. Um, another underrated injury was Kankar. Like I think he can maybe produce. So yeah, they ha- they have what it takes to
0: to uh, make our deep wait, run wait. here. Where's Composo? He's still on this team, right? He should be. They're just they're just disrespecting him in, on lineups.com. I think is still on this team. All right. That's he's great. Playing, is he playing Thursday? He is playing Thursday. Yeah, he it's is Canada, playing Thursday. He? Yeah, he's the only NBA player on uh, Argentina. But it's going to be a good game. Um, let's move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Crap. Okay. Sorry. Minnesota. Here's here's their... They added... This, this was the swashiest team of the offseason. They added Rudy Gobert. They added Kyle Anderson via free agency, Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes, and Wendell Moore they drafted. They lost Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Leandro Balmaro, who was kind of drafted and then lost, Jared Vanderbilt, and then a bunch of picks. Um, They won 46 games last season, and their over-under is pegged at 475 I guess the biggest question mark, I, I wrote down two. One is how do Gobert and Towns fit together? I think that's the huge question that everyone mm-hmm. is curious about. Uh, Towns now being like a permanent four. How does that fit beside Gobert? And then does Ant take another step forward? Was my other one. Like, he had a really good end to the season, good playoffs. Um, but do we see him just becoming like an all NBA guy next season? So those are the question marks. Where are you on the Minnesota Timberwolves? And of
1: course, you forgot the major addition of
0: Tim Connolly, who yeah, yeah. Trust who was me, the I former also Denver, deleted that. Denver Nuggets also, general manager. I also this site that I that I use for additions and subtractions had all these things, but I'm just not. I just, oh, I just had to care. close the loop front- from front office okay.
1: yeah. yeah great yeah um this is a very tricky team um my, the one i the, it, there's just so much up in the air i do think this team sorry has... we should say starting fives we forgot to... <laughs> right. oh man we're so bad at that <laughs> okay I'll, I'll run it down it's d'angelo russell anthony edwards Jaden mcdaniels okay uh carl anthony towns and rudy gobert um, so the the questions are voluminous. I don't know about D'Angelo Russell. I'm a little worried about McDaniel's, although he did show a lot of promise. But as a starting three, um, I don't know how much offense you're going to get from that position. the The Twin Towers thing up in the air, and then like you said, Ant. Like it, I think Ant's growth is is the difference between. This team being like forty-three wins, forty-four wins, and like fifty-two, you know, like that. There's a big um, window there of opportunity. I do think though that this is going to be a regular season win-hunting team. You know, like Mm -hmm. they're not in a position where they're trying to, you know, you figure things out. We're more worried about the postseason. Blah blah blah. They want to prove themselves. The majority of them are young. Um, their bench is youngish, um, but regardless, I think this team's going to try and and grab wins as they can. So I am—I don't know if we said the over/under. It's forty-seven and a half. I'm going very slightly over
0: here. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean the same way. They won forty-six games last year, um, and they lost a lot of guys in the Rudy trade, like a lot of key depth pieces, but I'm still looking at their depth chart and it's not bad at all. Uh, I like like Torian Prince. I like Austin Rivers, Brent Forbes, Pascal maybe can play. Noel can play like they got Anderson is a good bench player for sure. For sure. They have decent depth and I think they have a good coach who, got them going as the season went along last year. And, and it's kind of similar with the Raptors core where now this is year two of this core being together with this coach. And I just think they're going to continue to build off the building blocks that they established. I think uh, Townsend and Gobert will fit at least as a regular season team. Like again, smart players will, will figure it out as a playoff team. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not exactly sure if they can play the two of them together. Um, yeah, we'll see. But um, as a regular season team, you ha- whenever you have this recipe, it's a similar to the recipe that uh, Utah had, which is like Gobert is your defense. And then you have Russell and Edwards and Towns, which oh, yeah. is different than Utah, like a- as, as your offensive hubs. Uh, I really like that. That mix, so yeah, I'll take that over as well. Are you talking about Utah or are you talking about Utah Watanabe? I'm talking about Utah, but I have some weird phonetic things. Utah. Uh, um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As an yeah. aside, the most improved player award is broken if John Morant's winning it in his third year, but yeah. that that Edwards with that is gonna said, win it. what's that? edwards is gonna win it exactly i would i don't know if he's the favorite but i would i would take a look at those odds if you're doing that kind of thing also i kind of feel like minnesota might be a sneaky division winner if denver does run into some health issues i could see i was just
0: gonna i was just gonna ask that question yeah who would like you i think it, those honestly
1: if edwards becomes a, a 25 point score like if he's 25 and 5 like this team is going to be really hard to handle in the regular season at the very least. They they should have really beaten Memphis in the playoffs. Um, And they, I think they've only gotten better. I do. I agree with you. Their losses, like losing Vanderbilt specifically is, is tough and Beverly defensively, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would pick them to, to win the division because like we kind of just talked about, like Denver is going to slow play the regular season. They're going to ease these guys back from injuries. They're not going to play back-to-backs, all that sort of stuff. And I think Minnesota is going to go full throttle. So I think that's a good bet to, to win the division. Yep. Moving on, Portland Trailblazers. I think this is a really interesting team. Me too. So they went 24-58 and 58 last season. Obviously terrible season. Dame was injured for most of it. They added... Sorry, 27 and 55. I was looking at OKC. They added um, Jeremy Grant, Gary Payton, Shaden Sharp in the draft, Israel Kamagate in the draft, Jabari Walker. They lost Joe Ingles, who apparently was a Portland Trailblazer. Yeah, Eric. That Nautred. Okay, right. Eric Bledsoe. And that's pretty much it. So the questions is where is Dame? I think Dame super underrated, you know, like prior to last season, he finished top five in MVP, like three years running. I think something like, like, like he's been that guy. So mm-hmm. if Dame is back to being a top five MVP guy, then this team is, is going to win a lot of games. If that injury was the start of some old age problems and, and, this is now a downhill climb, then that's a different thing. Uh, Sharp, is he ready to contribute at all? He got injured, like, first game of Summer League, so we didn't really get to see him at all, but he's this really raw Canadian who is basically the mystery man of the draft, hasn't played competitive basketball in two years. Um, And then smaller questions, is Simon's ready to take another leap? Is Nurkic washed up? Even though he's not that old, I kind of think he's washed up. So where are you at with them? Yeah.
1: I actually really like this team. I think that the they're at at plus 1000 for the division. They're spicy. Um they're for, they're their over/unders 40 and a half games. The the starting if you basically went through it is Yusuf Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, uh, Simons, Anthony Simons and Dame Lillard. I really like this team. I think I they're, I think they're deeper than most, um, and I like their mix of youth and veterans. I think, I think Josh Hart could make a leap. Anthony Simons is, has made a leap and could continue. Keon Johnson has potential. I think Nasir Little is going to have another uh, like growth in his game. Um, I've I'm still on Justice Winslow Island, and so I I just I. And I believe in Dame. Like you said, the injury thing could be an issue. Like, I don't know if he's at his full capacity or not, but this is really his year. I mean, we're he's running out of opportunities. They finally made the quote-unquote splash, bringing in Jeremy Grant. Um, so, yeah, I think 40.5 is very low for this team, personally. And I think it's an easy over. I do think Nurkic is a major liability. And they they're just not with him in the lineup they're not versatile enough to play different kinds of teams he's just too slow-footed that being said he's a full year removed from that bad injury and so like we might see it uh the Nurkic of old who's a little bit more limber and more of a playmaker than he has been so
0: yeah I'm torn I'm definitely lower on them than you I don't think it's an easy over at all I don't like the depth as much as you do I think the center depth is especially worrisome Drew Eubanks is their backup center and the Raptors like waved him didn't even want to bring him in see what he could do like you know he had he had some okay time on the spurs but he's not who you really want to have on a good team as your backup center I, I don't I don't like the depth that much Small ball I don't five like, with Jeremy Grant, baby. <clears throat> that's so small, though, with who they have around him, and especially that backcourt of, of Lillard and Simons. Like, That's a worse defensive backcourt than Lillard and McCollum, which was a bad defensive backcourt. So I just don't trust the defense. Now, if Lillard is an MVP candidate, then you can outscore teams even if you have a bad defense, but I kind of don't really... I don't know if if uh, I see that happening. The, but the forty ball, is
1: pretty low.
0: at The, the same small
1: time. ball five, though, you're bringing in Peyton and Little, right? Like that—that's your their secondary lineup. And then so maybe yeah. you're taking Simons off and and you have Josh Hart. I Hartsby. think
0: Simons might have to come off the bench, honestly, like permanently. Yeah, it,
1: it might make more sense to Peyton. have Peyton and Lillard together, and then yes. have Simons coming off with Little. Like the two of them really looked good last year. I just think or that you're if you get the over you're saying they're 500. Yes. Like that's but, not that, that shouldn't be that hard to do for them. Assuming health.
0: I think I'm going to take the under. Okay. Because I think all of these things that we're saying are things that they're going to have to figure out and I think next year I could see this team being pretty good. But this is such a new team when I look at it like this is so different than the than the Blazers teams with CJ and and Lillard like other than Nurkic and Lillard everyone on the roster has been turned over right yeah but the the biggest difference is they have they have two legitimate
1: wings and and Grant being like a quasi wing they never had that in the closest they came to that was Harkless and Aminu like they've never had that kind of uh, um, diversity at that position
0: I think you're right I just think um they need some time to figure out exactly how it's going to work I don't think it's just going to click right away um and I think they're probably going to have to bring in a couple more pieces like I I think I don't love the playmaking of this team (laughs) like all across the board I don't think there's enough especially like Lillard is not this elite playmaker he's more of a shot maker so Simons again is another guy who looks for his own shot. I, I don't love the playmaking. I don't love the defense. So I think this is a team that in next season could actually be really good, especially if Sharp kind of comes along. But this season, I just think they're going to go through growing pains. So I'll take are the you, under. Are you trading two firsts,
1: Simons, Sharp, and Grant for Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's off the table, man. <laughs> Are you doing it though? Like I thought, Portland was really going to get in the mix. Two first,
0: Simons and Sharp, and yeah. and Grant and Jeremy Grant. Yeah, sure. That's not enough. Yeah, it's not, not enough for Brooklyn. Enough. Yeah, all right. But yeah, I would do that. All right. Moving on. So I think yeah, the last team in this conference is the Oklahoma City's the Thunder. So did you see the news? We still have Utah. Sure. We still have Utah. No, we. Oh. You're right. Did you see the news about OKC Um, today that Shams just said? No, I don't follow the news. I will share my screen. So bad news because I was going to pick the over for sure. Uh, Chet has a torn ligament in his foot. Uh, I saw that the long timetable for a torn ligament is six to eight months, like worst case scenario. So he could miss the season. My goodness. Uh, now people are talking about how pro-ams are not going to be allowed with, for NBA players because he was playing in some and now he's injured. So, anyways, I'll I'll read, I'll we'll read what he did. They we'll added Chet that. Holgram, They added Jalen Williams in the draft. They added the other Jalen Williams in the draft and Usman Dieng in the draft. Uh, am I missing someone in the draft? No. Okay, they traded for yeah, Usman Dieng. And then they lost to Michael Green and Isaiah Roby. Uh, questions. Do they tank or do Everybody. they try to win games? <laughs> that's like my big question. Like, does Presti pull Shea again? Or does he let him play until the end of the season? Uh, other questions are, is Chet ready for the NBA? I guess that's an even bigger question mark now. And does SGA take another leap was my last question. Which might not even be a fair question. It might actually be, are the guys around SGA ready to play competitive basketball? So their over-under is 26.5. They won 24 games last year. To me, two more wins, considering the upgrades, is a pretty easy yes. Where are you at?
1: God, it's just that's so tragic. Also, it's his feet and big men and feet. Like I have yeah. to I have the number one pick in my dynasty. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Um SGA Dynasty,
0: is, don't take him for your dynasty. You, know? you don't think
1: so? No, no, I, I I already have a team. Like where do we do the draft? Oh, so it's like hollow or Chet. Oh, it's
0: only new players. I see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um God, SGA on this team too is just such a tragedy. So, uh, oh, brother. Tell me. I, get him out of there. I don't... With Holmgren out, I very don't like this team. Um, I don't see a lot of potential of leaps. Like, I think Dort is kind of who he is. SGA w- will get better, but how much that is going to impact winning with this team. Josh Giddy, I guess, is the guy that you're looking at to, to really blossom. And that could happen but even if he does i don't know that that actually changes the number of wins and i do think also that this is
0: another tankathon now that Holmgren's Holmgren's definitely uh out but you know he could miss a couple months and that's it like that's a real that's just that's enough if you go like i don't know what nine and 27 in that period
1: like it that's tank yeah that's tankathon baby.
0: Jalen Williams, I'll say, also looked – he looked really good in summer league. The first Jalen Williams, the yeah, wing. Yeah, the, the wing Jalen Williams. The other yeah. one did not. No, what about Poku? Where are you on Poku? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm low on Poku. I think he sucks. I, but I I, I will – I said this earlier. I
1: would have – I fantasized over a Holmgren, Dang, <laughs> Poku, Josh Giddy lineup. And SGA. Yeah. That's four dudes that are like six nine that all want to handle the ball and and play make. Yeah. Alas, we won't see that.
0: Um, I think Shea is going to make his first All Star team this year, coming off Team Canada summer where he's mm. looked great. He's going to take Nurse's coaching. He's going to keep that riding right into the season and and look like his best self. And I think he's going to will them to at least twenty seven wins, like. I don't think that's a hard mark to get to, even though, even if they pull him at the end of the year, I just think, you know, I was impressed with just the way their organization and, and the competitiveness they play with last season, even though, yeah, like even though you're super young and, and developing and tanking in those ways, they're still going out there and trying to win games with the roster they have. And it would be devastating if Chet missed a big portion of the season, but hey, you still have Derek Favors, you have Mike Muscala. Like, you can forge something together. Have a hey. rotation.
1: Hey, look, there's something to be optimistic <laughs> for.
0: Um, I'm taking the over. We also didn't say the starting lineup
1: would probably be now Derek Favors, Darius Baisley, Dort, SGA, and Giddy. Oh, sorry, Trey, Trey Man's another guy who could pop. Um, Wiggins is is not bad player, but. Um, the thing is, is when you are trying to choose an over and under, you have to think about the very possible fact that the Presti vibes. is going to dress yeah. or sit everybody. And that could happen soon, much sooner than later for this team than any other. And
0: so I'm 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 hanging on to the Presti ball and I'm going under. I, I don't think he can do that, though. I don't think he can tell Shay like, hey, buddy, you're out. He
1: did it. He's done it twice
0: already. Exactly. And I think at a certain point, you know, it's like, look, I'm I'm here to win games. I I did this for you so you could get this second overall pick in chat. I'm not going to just keep doing it again and again. I think like there is a balance there where he's done it already twice. And I don't think he can just keep doing it with guys like Shea and Giddy. But we'll see. Trust me. I hope you're right. And they just re signed Door, too, but maybe that's just to have a contract to
1: trade. I really hope you're right. I want to see SGA blossom. I just, history tells us that this team's not strong enough for it not to be a possibility. So, yeah. And I got to go under. The West also got stronger. I Almost everybody got stronger, but Oklahoma. So, um, yeah. I got to go yeah. under with somebody.
0: Okay. We're going to wrap up this Northwest division with the Utah Jazz. They added. They won 49 games last year. Obviously a different team. They added Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Leandro Balmaro via the draft, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler. Um, yep. They hired Will Coach Will Hardy from the Boston Celtics. They lost Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neill and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh, and Quinn Snyder resigned. So... The question marks are, are basically, do they trade Mitchell? Do they trade Bogdanovich and Conley? Um, do they tank, essentially? Who's was their starting lineup? Their starting lineup is Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Jared Vanderbilt, and Azabuke? Azabuke.
1: Azabuke. Yeah. Okay. Oof.
0: Not not a great starting, not a great center uh, center depth here, but yeah. I don't know. I, is Azubuki not better as good
1: as Derek Favors. No I don't not. you're right. I don't think right. so. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We're not having that discussion right now. Okay. I I'm taking the under easy yeah. peasy here. I Same. like this team is just it's still they're still the crumbs of utter disappointment from the last five years and it's i feel like it's infected the whole team and until they ship out all of the legacy pieces other than
0: mitchell if they want to build around him fine this Mm -hmm. team is just kind of doomed um yeah Yeah. yeah yeah i don't have much to add i think even if they keep mitchell which i could see they're going to trade Bogdanovich and Conley and Gay and, and Beasley. They're going to try to trade all these veterans. And I could see them telling Mitchell, hey, we're going to sit you for the rest of the season. SGA we're to try to get the, the number one pick. Yeah, if they do hold on to Mitchell. but I And the rest of those guys will be gone. So not much to yeah. say about Jazz. We're both taking the under. Uh, yeah. They pretty clearly want to tank at least one or two years and and get some picks. So Just to add more words to our our podcast. Any,
1: like, um, predictions on trades of these veterans?
0: Toronto-related? Oh, like, where they're going? Yeah. Bogdanovich could definitely work in Toronto. Um, But, yeah, you know what? I could see him being a target at the deadline for the Raptors. Yeah, Um, I've also seen the Mike Conley bogdanovich to the lakers for russell westbrook deal like sending picks obviously their way i think just in terms of the money i'm pretty sure that that matches up no sorry it might be patrick beverly and mcdonald not exactly sure that'd be Uh,
1: juicy i like that yeah patrick beverly with lebron would be so funny lebron would be like Rolling on the floor like he got shot in the head, and Beverly be like yelling at the refs. Like they'll just be a dynamic duo. too annoying, too annoying to
0: watch. Too yeah. annoying to watch. All right, let's wrap up this Northwest Division. uh If you're watching us on YouTube, we're gonna do the Pacific Division next. So head on back to the Raptors Republic YouTube channel and and we'll 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 get that going there to our to our podcast listeners. As Aiden said last time, hi. Hey. all right. Pacific Division. Here we go. Starting off with the defending champions, Whoa. Golden State. They won fifty three last year. They added Dante Divincenzo, Jamichael Green, Patrick Baldwin Jr. in the draft. Ryan Hollins in the draft. They lost Gary Payton. Too much money. Otto Porter. Too much money. Nemanja Bjelica. Too much money, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Damian Lee. Um, and basically they are betting on Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga to step up. So my one question is, are those three ready to step up, or is some combination of those three ready to play real minutes? And question two is are Clay and Draymond on the decline or or maybe not. So yeah, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney is the starting five. What say you? It's a wild drop-off between those five and then like the sophomore
1: guys. Um, is that how you pronounce sophomore? What did I say? Sophomore. I really like to overpronounce pronunciate uh, <laughs> syllables, so probably not. Um. I like the Dante Divincenzo signing, like nice rehab project for them. Um, I, ooh, ooh, this is difficult. I, I honestly don't know. I think I could see yeah. them kind of chilling out with the the three Curry, Thompson, and Dre, letting Jordan Poole kind of lead the offense a little bit more, um, and mood and experiment with Moody and Kaminga, and I think both have the potential to provide legitimate at a legitimate level. Um, And I think they're going to turn it up when they need to, which is typically, you know, one third into the season. Um, And I think, I don't know, this is a really tough one, but I, I'm going to go over because um, I think they're just so competitive And like I said before with Miami, where positioning is more important to them, I think, than other teams, I think that might be the same for the Warriors. Like, I think they want to have home court advantage and avoid kind of getting stuck in that group of the Clippers, the Suns and the Nuggets. Sorry, Memphis, I don't think you're going to be there. And so I think getting first or second for them is more important than perhaps other teams.
0: So over. Yeah, I'm i I'm going to take a over to um, some of the same reasons you said. I think Kaminga, I really like Kaminga and Moody. I think those guys are ready to be bench guys. Um, even though I think Draymond is on the decline, I actually think Clay is going to have a better season than he did last year. Yeah. I think like we saw him get it going in the playoffs a little bit. And usually with these injuries, you see the defense kind of come back a year like it takes a long a lot longer for the defensive speed to catch up especially so for i think Achilles. yeah i think clay will be better and the big thing is i think nvp underrated mvp candidate is steph i could Let's totally go. see him winning it next year um what he did in the playoffs was absolutely remarkable I thought Draymond had a really interesting thought in his podcast. You get get one interesting thought per one and a half hours of rambles uh, on the Draymond Green podcast. But no, he was saying how like Steph didn't used to before KD and during KD. He wasn't strong enough physically or mentally to be this guy who you could just give the ball to at the end of the game and say like, go finish the game for us. And during this playoff run, he became that guy. And I think that's, he's just going to come into next season with that same confidence to where like, I'm the best offensive player in the league and no one can stop me. And of course, Steph's always been like the greatest shooter and all that, but there's a difference of being the number one option on a championship team, right? Which, which he did last season. And Yeah, I I just think obviously the infrastructure is there around him. And then what you said about how they they play super hard. They also play this style that is so different from all the other teams that when you're scouting for it, it's really hard in the middle of the regular season to all of a sudden change your defensive approach from whatever you play against 29 NBA player teams to whatever the Warriors are doing with their ball movement. So um, I'll take the over.
1: Yeah. Oh, also sneaky signing Jamichael Green. Nice little grab. And lastly, not related, did you see Draymond Green at the Rico Hines run where he tore into Gabe Brown? Toronto Raptors control no. right there.
0: He gave no, Gabe
1: I... Brown shit for not sprinting hard enough.
0: Okay. I saw hmm. I I saw him doing that speech about sprinting, but I didn't know who he was talking to. Yeah.
1: Gabe Gabe got targeted. Poor no, guy. Not whatever. a good look.
0: Okay. Uh, so right. we both go over. We both go over. Next up here is the Phoenix Suns. Wow. Okay. Oh, I guess they should have been first because they have a higher over-under, but and whatever. Covers, but that's cool. Yeah, My the side. Phoenix Suns are pegged at 52 and a half wins. That's their over-under. They won 64 last year. They added Jack Lo- Jock Lawndale, sorry, Damian Lee and Josh Akogi. They lost Javale McGee, uh, Frank Kaminsky, and Aaron Holiday. Dario Saric is going to return from injury, and that should help with the front court. Um, the other que- the questions I have are, I guess, where's Chris Paul in his age curve, <laughs> and what is the Aiton issue chemistry going to be like? Like, does it matter that they fumbled the Aiton bag so badly? and then he signed this deal like it was similar last offseason where they didn't offer him the contract extension and they came into the year and everything was good. But I don't know, will it be good again or will Aiton be mad? So those are some of the questions I have. And their starting lineup is Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Miles Bridges, sorry, Macal Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Aiton. So 52 and a half wins there was some buzz about Jay Crowder getting shipped to
1: Bridges was in KD talks eight, they didn't think, so there, there was, and even Cam Johnson too. So there, there was a lot of kind of buzz around the team. Um, that being said to drop off 11 games, 12 games rather to, to fall under the under is, would be quite astonishing. And I, I'm not super stoked on Phoenix going into the playoffs necessarily. But I do think that they have a lot of youth that are uh, are still growing, Devin Booker included, um, that are still trying to prove themselves in the league. Cam Johnson's about to get paid, um, and I and I think I think there's enough here that they're going to have another really strong regular season, um, even if Chris Paul is breaking down or is kind of like is slowed a little bit. Campaign has some stuff to prove. Ah, uh, prove sham It has some stuff to prove. So I think like there's enough on this team that they're gonna they're gonna pile up the wins again. I don't think they're gonna get to 64 by any means, but 53, 54, uh, I could see that happening.
0: Yeah, I dislike their depth, and I disagree with what you said about Chris Paul. I think if Chris Paul is not who he was last year, they could be really bad, or like not really bad, really bad, like, like bad. I think he he makes it He was out for a while, though, and they they did just fine. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, I I don't like the team's depth at all. Like, look at their bench and, like, name a really impactful player who's... I mean, Cam Johnson Johnson, could be legit. He could. Not legit legit, but you know what I mean. He could. And it's hard for me to take the under here because they won 64 games last year, and it's so hard to drop off that badly. But at the same time, I'm really considering it because I I just don't like the vibes. <laughs> like as yeah, there's there's a real eight and blow up possibility here, based on the way that that season ended and and the coach the relationship with him and the coach and and all that and and the yeah like the Jay Crowder rumors even. I don't think Devin Booker has another step to reach. I kind of think this is who he is. Hmm. Um, and then Chris Paul, I, I that's what's i'm hung up on like if chris paul can be the guy he was last year and just defy age again then sure they're gonna win more than 52 games if not i really would not would not pick the over so last year paul missed 15 games in a row with i think
1: a hamstring injury and they went 12 and 3
0: yeah, but so they, they can, were rolling. You know what I mean? Like that team was rolling. They lost Chris Paul. They kept it rolling. It's different if you know they never get rolling. No, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I get what you're saying, but I just think that I don't I don't agree with you, even if Booker grows a little bit, I think Booker has enough offensive prowess to lead a team, at least in the regular season. Um, like he can, he can just take over when he chooses to. And I think guys like Bridges, Aiton, Payne, Johnson, uh, still have, they have the potential to take another leap. Uh, and like you said, there's so much consistency with these guys. There's the system is, has been implemented for two straight seasons now. Like there's no reason why there should suddenly be this traumatic, like changing of events. Uh, as far as like their wins in the regular season, yeah. unless Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, like stole their hearts and fried it on the barbecue and ate it all up.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, me too. But Wait, barely. I thought you were taking the under. No, I considered it. I didn't say that. I said so I, I, I would you, if, No, I said I would take the under if if I wasn't how uh, confident in Chris Paul, but I am confident in Chris Paul. Oh, are you now? So I'm just taking the over barely. Okay. I do think that if Chris Paul isn't really, really good, then they're going to fall off a cliff. Um. Anyways, Clippers. This is a team I'm very high on. And part of the reason I consider taking the under was also because... Yeah. What's coming I agree. Up
1: I think the stronger teams got... Or I think there's more stronger teams in the West than there were last year.
0: Yeah, so Clippers... We're forty-two and forty last season without Kawhi playing. They added John Wall, and that's pretty much it. They lost Isaiah Hartenstein, and it's pretty much it. That's a big loss. How does Leonard look returning from his injury? And does John Wall give them anything? Where are my two biggest question marks? We know like Hartenstein. Losing Hardenstein sucks, but their backup center situation is just going to be a small ball wing heavy lineup. And we've seen that work. So I don't think that I don't think like the backup center is a huge question. Um, but yeah, that was there to me, the big questions. 52 and a half for the Clippers. Is there over under? And it looks like they'll be starting John Wall or Reggie Jackson. Paul George. No way to start John Wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marcus Morris and Zubach. Um, Tons of depth. I'd Tons also depth. say that they
1: re- Paul George didn't play uh, what like one third of the season last year either. So that win yeah. total is basically without Paul George and Kawhi or half of Paul George. Yeah. Um, 52 and a half tough. That's the same as Phoenix. Right. And um, I think with this team, this is the, this is also another team where they have their eyes on the prize, nothing else. Regular season, they could mean nothing. And I think they have the confidence to be a four or five seed and not give a shit. Like I, they, I think they know who they are and what they can be at their highest level. Uh, We all do. And that's a very scary proposition if everybody's healthy and they are extremely deep. So if you do what, well, they will shut Kawhi down a lot throughout the season But you have guys like Powell and Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard um, and Amir Coffey, who I really like, who can step up into those roles and kind of give you um, a shared amount of scoring to compensate for Leonard or Paul sitting at times. And if you get anything from John Wall, they suddenly have a very intimidating uh, point guard combination as well. Their only problem, like you said, is their center um, and I think they will run into problems when they play Jokic or uh, I don't know Minnesota maybe. But for the most part, this team looks perfectly created.
0: So you're taking that over? That's correct. I'm yeah. taking. It, I, I, I yeah, think I'm they could win all the 60 overs, games. Yeah, me too. Like, I could definitely I, see it. Yeah, they're a lock for me. Uh, my first lock, I guess. That's your first thing. lock. Well, just that I've said out loud of the Western <laughs> Conference.
1: So you're not giving everybody all of your your knowledge. You're holding
0: on to those ones yourself. <laughs> you gotta keep some stuff close to the chest. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, they're they're for me. I think. I think. I mean, between them and Denver, would be my two teams coming out of the West uh, next year. I, I think those teams are better than the Warriors. So. I'm really high on this team. I'm not worried about the backup center stuff because they have so many wings and Batum and and Covington, all these guys who can kind of play the small ball fives. Um, Leonard's going to not play back-to-backs and stuff like that, but that's fine with all the depth. I don't really actually have much to add. I I think Ty Lue's a good coach. They're just going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Norman Powell, Revenger. Sure. All right. On to the LA Lakers, the best soap opera on TV. 33 and 49 last year. They added Troy Brown, Damian Jones, Lonnie Walker, Thomas Bryant, Juan Toscano Anderson, and they selected Max Christie. Um, They lost Malik Monk along with all the oldies. They lost a bunch of oldies who haven't been Mel- signed which is kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know. If yeah, it's, it I is. mean it's not funny for them but fine just- get get Carmelo on a team that's the only one I care about. I like watching Carmelo hoop a lot. Uh question marks are LeBron and AD's health. I guess especially AD but both of them what happens with Westbrook does he get traded or does he kind of fit in with uh the new coach David Ham or Marvin Ham? Dar- Darvin wait.
1: Darvin, put, put, man. put
0: David and Marvin together and you get Darvin. Darvin Ham. And then, do they make a trade? Do they flip those first-round picks that they have in the future? Uh, for, like, we were talking about Mike Conley, guys like that. Do they trade Westbrook? There's a lot of question marks with this team. And yet, still, there's LeBron and AD. So, where are you at? 45.5, I should say. Is there over-under? They're going to start Westbrook. Maybe Austin Reeves at the two. LeBron, AD, and Thomas Bryant.
1: How many games did they win last year?
0: 33.
1: 33. Um, I really don't know. There's just yeah, so man. many question marks. Like Russell Westbrook's definitely getting traded. It's just for who? Anthony Davis, I don't know that I can depend on him, but if he comes back with any sort of you know, passion—it's extremely dangerous. They're—they're they're definitely deeper with younger talent, which is nice to see. I would feel—I'm feeling more optimistic about that. Maybe Horton Tucker has a bounce-back year. Um, Kendrick Nunn didn't play last year, so maybe he gives you something. Um, Stanley Johnson's best defender in the NBA. So, I don't know. I just—I'm gonna have to go under because I keep taking overs even though I feel really sick betting against LeBron James, but I could see this team. I guess the only, the only reason why I would go over is I'm hedging that they make a good trade and they, they deepen their roster and become a legitimate contender. But based on what I'm seeing
0: right here, I'm going under. Yes, I am going to go over with that same hedge. LeBron signed this extension, there's been reports that they're willing to trade those first round picks. So I just see a deal getting done if not in the summer, then by the trade deadline. And we talked about those, uh, Utah guys, like there are real possibilities to fill out this roster. And yeah, if LeBron and AD are healthy, I just think they're going to be better than a 45 win team. I don't think they're going to be like at the top of the West or anything, but I don't think they want to be in that play in tournament. And so,
1: I'm going. I'm you're right.
0: You convinced me. It. I'm going over. I'm back. <laughs> yes, I'm back. My first convinced. Yeah, my you first gotta convince.
1: Convinced. <laughs> <Du-du-du-du-duh>. convinced. <laughs> I right. 45 and a half is pretty low too. And you're right. Like, there's no way they're just sitting on this team. There's just no way they have to do something. Yeah, they have to. Okay. Like I'm LeBron
0: signed the contract extension. They're not. It's painful enough w-
1: for me to watch the Lakers win. Then to lose money with that as well is just too much to bear. I have to yeah, you have to hedge your bets. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Moving on to the final team of the Pacific Division, it's the Sacramento Kings. You're gonna have to go under just by default at this point. Um, so Sacramento, their over under is 32 thirty two and a half. They won thirty last year. They added Kevin Herder, Kevon Herder, right? No, I think it's Kevin. Kevin Herder. Malik Monk, Matthew Della Vadova, KZ Akpala, and they drafted Keegan Murray, as well as Mike Brown, new head coach. They lost Justin Holiday, Maurice Harkless, Dante DiVincenzo, Damian Jones. And yeah, um, my question marks are, can they defend, you know? And is Keegan Murray good? And these two kind of go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, I guess, can they defend with a starting lineup of De'Aaron Fox, Herder, uh, Barnes, Murray, and Sabonis at the five. And then Murray, you know, from what I remember pre-draft, a big question was like, he's not a great rebounder. He's not a great defender of bigs. So who can he, can he defend next to Sabonis and provide that insulation that Sabonis needs? Um, 32 and a half is their over-under. Where are you at?
1: I don't think this team's too worried about playing defense generally if Sabonis is your starting center. I Rashawn Holmes is in some trouble with the law, correct? I don't know that he's going to be around. I like Chemeze Metu. Might be a little sleeper. Monk has something to prove. I love that Fox and Monk are reunited from Kentucky. They were so yeah. fun to watch. And the, when they... Devastated Lonzo Ball, in... I think it was in the tournament. It was like just felt so good to watch. They'll be really fun. Um, I thought they were a Durant candidate. I thought like a package with Barnes and then a bunch of picks and Murray and stuff that maybe Kevin Durant would land there. All that to say, I'm going incrementally over. I know I probably have too many overs, but 32 and a half seems really low for a team that is dead set on getting into the playoffs. Like that's that's what they're. Therefore, they have like a respectable starting five, um, and um, their bench I don't really love, but it's not horrible. And maybe if Devion Mitchell can grow a little bit, um, yeah, I could see them getting thirty-three or thirty-four wins.
0: I think you will have only overs in this division. No, no, but I took a Oklahoma under. No, in this division. Oh, but, oh yes, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. No, I took a Um, Phoenix under. No, I took an over. You're right. Yeah, I think, I think as I said at the beginning of this pod, sometimes you just got to go off vibes. And if if there's one thing I'm gonna do, it's (laughs) pick the under for the Sacramento Kings. Like until they prove it, I'm happy to lose my money until they prove me wrong. Or yeah, no, does that make sense? Win money until they prove me wrong. Yeah. And they've never done that so far so no maybe this is the year maybe not i'm gonna take the under there's a lot of talent on this team there is but there's not a lot of defense there's not a lot of size and this organization has never been serious <laughs> so the the idea that they're just gonna all of a sudden get their act together i'm hesitant to believe so i'll the take greatest the under the greatest
1: indicator of me being an irresponsible gambler is i put five dollars on the kings winning the division kind of hedging that that they would trade for durant but i could see the lakers plummeting the warriors and clippers kind of chilling and phoenix having a problem and suddenly the kings are right there if you do that i'll
0: i'll convert i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to what we don't know <laughs> just to, to what we don't just, know but yeah i'll convert all right we're done with the kings they're not winning the division <laughs> all right thank you for watching if you're on youtube we're gonna do the southwest division in a new video so head on over there to our podcast fans just keep it Hello. rocking with us we appreciate we appreciate that we're gonna move on to the southwest division now and this is the last division of uh this big series you know, give us feedback on the series. Tell us if you're liking this off-season content or not. Tell us what we can improve on. We'd love to hear that. You can drop a comment on the YouTube comments, or you can rate the podcast. Yeah, like okay. should we be doing more vibe or less vibe? Right. More vibe, less analytics. Where, where do you get yeah. that? Yeah. Not that we're going to fully listen, but no. certain things, sure. Mm. Okay. Starting with the Memphis Grizzlies, the always exciting Memphis Grizzlies, who won 56 games last season. Wow. Uh they added Danny Green, who's injured, Jake LaRavia, they drafted David Roddy, they drafted. They lost Anthony Melton in the trade. Uh Kyle Anderson. Terrell Terry. Okay. Tai Taiwa. Oh, these are these are guys they yeah, remember, we're not talking about we their, don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> So the big questions are, uh, when does Darren Jackson Jr. return? He had he injured himself, I guess, in the offseason, went through surgery. Not exactly sure the details of it, but sounds like he's going to return like halfway through this season, but you really never know. To a lesser extent, does Danny Green ever give them anything this season? Does he return and help them? Uh, and then the other question I had is, like: is Ja just like an MVP level guy, or is he still a little up and down because last season he was a leading MVP candidate for a while there. And then you saw a plateau and then it was again up and a little down. So where is, where is jaw ready to just carry a team to 50 wins? So yeah. Where are you at on the Memphis Grizzlies?
1: Well, based on the fact that in the entire Pacific division, I took the over, I got to start getting some unders somewhere and mm. Memphis, I feel comfortable with Memphis. I think a lot went right for them last year. They just really clicked. They took a lot of teams by surprise. Denver was on a down year. Clippers were on a down year. Lakers are on a down year. Portland was on a down year. And I think all four of those teams are going to be better. And Memphis did not get better. They, they got worse losing Melton. They, got, um, they also lost Kyle Anderson, which doesn't really matter, but they, they did lose him. Jaron Jackson's going to be out for a while. I don't know that Zaire Williams is ready to make a big leap. I don't know that Bain is ready to make a big enough leap. I love Bain, don't get me wrong, but can he really be the second scorer on a team? I'm I don't know. I I'm not saying he can't. I don't know. But there's too many questions up in the air for me. And I love Ja Morant, but I am still not convinced he is an MVP player. And I think with this roster Jaw hater, everyone. Yeah. Here it is. Not an MVP player. You heard it here first. I I don't think he's at that level. I think he's close. And (laughs) Regardless, I I don't think the level he's at can drag this team to 50 wins
0: um, based on how it's currently constituted. So I'm going under with this. Can you uh, just scroll a little down so that we can see the center stuff? Uh, So yeah, they're starting John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson... When he's healthy and and based on the timeline I just saw, November should be the target uh, for Darren Jackson. That's good. And and Steven Adams. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the over. Just how I took uh, the sack under based on vibes. I'm taking this over based on swag and this team is nope. just full of it. This team is they dripping are. in swag-oo. Uh I think Day- Dylan Brooks, he really had an up and down year due to all these injuries or at least one significant injury that kept him out a while. I'm I'm a big Dylan Brooks stan. I think he's going to have a big year. Brandon Clark had a great year. Um, yeah, I just think, obviously, the depth like can't be underrated. This team has a ton of good depth. They did. And do they now? I think they still do. The only guy they really lost was um, Melton, right? And and Kyle Anderson, Kyle Anderson, right? That's that's fair. That's fair. But like you said, Zaire Williams should be ready to step into a bit of a bigger role. John Conchar, like these are they got a lot of young guys who should be ready uh, to is, step into a bigger role. Is Brandon Clark? Does he have room to grow? I don't think a ton, no. But I'm not really talking about him. Yeah, I mean, 50 wins is a lot but there's a foundation there. There's a way they play and there's a superstar and there's swag and all of those things together. I'm um, I, I, I like it. I like uh, the makeup. I just like the makeup of this team. They're well coached and they, they play like they don't, they don't care like who they're playing. And I, yeah. I, I like them.
1: So Jaren Jackson whatever. jr. Returning healthy is puts his team like right over right on the over. I'm just, yeah. he's, I just you never know he's had a lot of problems um, yeah Steven Adams getting up there too I friggin love Steven Adams but I I think he will hit a wall with his the he's way not he's old held. though he's not yeah. but he's just logged a lot of minutes a lot of wear and tear
0: Um. yeah yeah that's fair they they do need to upgrade that position if they want to like compete for championships I think yeah okay Let's move on. Dallas Mavericks are up next. D-Mavs. They won 52 last season, and they're pegged at 48.5 this season. They added Christian Wood and JaVale McGee in the offseason, but they lost Jalen Brunson for nothing. They also lost Boban, unfortunately, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Trey Burke, and yeah, that's a lot of losses. So the biggest questions I have is, is Luca MVP just straight up? Is he going to win MVP last year, next year? Uh, does how does Wood fit into the equation, and can Dinwiddie fill Brunson's role as as a ball handler, as a scorer off the not off the bench even just beside Luca? And then also, Tim Hardaway Jr. is returning from injury that cannot be underrated. He's really good. Did not play last season hardly at all. Um, so yeah, forty eight and a half wins for the Dallas Mavericks. Dwight Powell's starting over Javale McGee, I think too. But... well, they promised Javale he would start. Did they? Yeah, stupid. But yeah, give him like twelve minutes. Javale and Wood in front. I I
1: don't. What do you you go with this team? What do you think?
0: <laughs> I, I I'm leaning under. I don't like it. I, I, other than obviously, like Luca is Superman, so. I would not be surprised if he won MVP next season and carried this team to 50 wins and like a four seed or whatever. Um, They have this defensive like mentality now, which I think like is really, I mean, it's great that they had like a top what defense were they the best. They were like a top three defense last season, but yeah, they, they lost Brunson for nothing. I, I just think that alone is worth like, the four wins that it would require them in order to, to keep this over under from last season. Right. Brunson Mm -hmm. is so good and so reliable on a night to night basis. And they didn't replace him. They're just going to ask Dinwiddie to do more. And I think that's a recipe for disaster right there. Like Dinwiddie in his role last year was fine in his role in Washington was not fine. And you don't want to ask Dinwiddie to all of a sudden do a lot more. I like Hardaway. I like Bullock. I like Finney Smith. Like I like these guys, but they're all supporting players. And so who other than Luca is doing anything on this team? Uh, That's my concern. Yeah,
1: it's valid. I'm also going under because I, for the same reasons you stated, they didn't get better. Um, I'd like Christian Woods, a question mark. There is a world in which he really does elevate this team's potential but I don't think we're going to see it right away necessarily, or we do see it right away and he just peters off because he stops caring or something. The thing is Luca could drag this team to 53 wins. He could Absolutely. just a- average 38 a game. If he comes into the season fit and like ready to kill, like that, it doesn't really matter who's around him, but they don't have that backup playmaker anymore. And I, that is going to hurt them. Over the course of the season especially when luca gets tired or like you know has foul trouble or whatever else i just don't know who they're going to go to to run an offense um and i so i could see this team i actually i look at this team also as a playoff team they i think they're going to make a move at the deadline to to um
0: to make a push um but early on i think they might struggle yeah, I was just thinking when we were doing this because we're gonna do. Ah, shit! I'll just tell you in the the chat. The chat. All right. I, are we done with the Mavericks? Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, another... I do say
1: I really like Jaden Hardy in the summer league.
0: Okay. Another, uh I think, really fun team. New Orleans kind of remind me of Portland Trailblazers in a way uh are the New Orleans Pelicans who won 44 games last year same over under 45 and a, 44 and a half this year they added Dyson Daniels in the draft and EJ liddell in the draft and they lost nobody so yeah they're the only western conference team that has nobody in the subtractions file so that's good they also gained Zion Williamson who didn't play last season i don't really understand how their over under is the same but anyways uh, I wrote for questions. What does Zion look like returning from injury? Do they have good depth or do they just have too many guys? Cause as we look at this depth chart, it's a lot of guys who need the ball. Um, and then do they, at the, do they do something at the deadline with all these extra first round picks they have? They're going to start CJ Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas, which is deadly. And they might have the best depth in the league outside of like the Clippers, in my estimation definitely with their bigs they do yeah i'm low on jackson hayes but yeah nance i like so where are you at with them well they hayes i hayes found a role last year and maybe that
1: role <clears> disappears <throat> now that zion is going to log more minutes but these guys there they drafted trey murphy not herb jones with herb herb jones uh early on because of his like shooting and, and playmaking and he kind of showed, or sorry, rather playmaking potential. And he showed in the summer league that he has grown. Um, they are very deep. They are very long that it still goes without saying that the wing position is the most important position in the league, I think. And they have three legit long wings in Ingram Jones and Murphy. Najee Marshall is a nice piece. Um, Hopefully, Kyra Lewis Jr. can come back and, and from his ACL tear. Larry Nance, like they are just so deep, it's crazy. I, this over is such a lock. I yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead.
0: And also their division odds. I'm I'm looking. I really like yeah, that tasty. to win the division. Very tasty because I don't think Memphis or Dallas are going to blow anyone away. And they're they're in win now mode. Like <clears throat> even though they're quite young,
1: you never know with. You know, with Zion's health, CJ's getting up there. Valanciunas is almost past his peak. Like the 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 majority or the the most important players on this team uh, indicate that they're gonna they're gonna push
0: it for a win now kind of situation. Um, what do you think about this? Why I had an idea. So I think looking, I agree. That's why I mentioned the first round picks. Like they have these extra picks. They're they are in win now mode the big issue on their roster to me is the point guard, right? You have like Jose Alvarado and Devonte Graham. Yeah, Jose like has some, guard something to say about that. No. And they, they start big too, but there are going to be playoff matchups where you want kind of that traditional point guard and all respect to Jose. I think he's a backup <laughs> type of guy. So what do you think about Mike Conley, Jared?
1: I don't like it because they already have CJ. Like that's just too small of a backcourt. I also think they're going to be running more point Zion. Like That was a mm. pretty big part of
0: their offense when he was healthy. And between but him Conley and in- can shoot, you know, like as yeah. long as that guy can shoot, you can I just still give the ball to Zion.
1: I think if anything, they need a defensive guard. They need like a bigger guard. Um, yeah. Or Fair. or maybe, uh, it's hard to find holes in this. I'm a little worried about Williamson and Valanchunas together. So, I, you might want to consolidate your bigs here, and then yeah, like um, Turner, Miles Turner could work. I've always yeah. had that. Besides, on yeah, um, and I, I, like Ingram's <laughs> peaking. I I bet we're not supposed to be condoning betting, but I also bet on the Pelicans being a Durant destination. Like it made so much sense to me. If they you, were, yeah. Like yeah. In, if you swapped Ingram and in some picks, and then you slot in Durant, like you barely. Uh, change the roster and you suddenly have an, a Hall of Famer besides Zion, just would be an incredible team. But, and so regardless, I think they're a 50 win team and I think they are going to consolidate something at some point and bring on an extra uh, uh, player or, sorry, uh, an additional
0: talent, so to speak. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We only yeah. got two more. Sweet. And I'm getting parched over here. Oof. So San Antonio Spurs. These okay. are the cookies. I agree. <laughs> this one, especially they won 34 games last year, um, but then they traded. Yeah. So, okay. They had added Gorgie Dieng, uh, Isaiah Roby, Jeremy Sohan, Malachi Bronham. I love that name, by the way, mm. such a religious scripture name. Blake Wesley in the draft. Old Testament, though. Old Testament. Sure. And then they tra- they and then they got rid of Dejounte Murray, Danilo Gallinari, Lonnie Walker. Yeah. So, um, I guess my question marks is how hard do they tank at the end of the season? Do they trade guys like Pirtle? Uh, I think very likely. Josh Primo, kind of a selfish one, but like, how good is he next season? Um, but yeah, 23 and a half is their over under and they're going to start. I don't even know. I don't even want to read this lineup. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, you, gonna you take can just say under and move on. Yeah, we're both taking the under 23. I, did a they, terrible I team It's here. hard
1: to say that pop is going to win less than 24 games.
0: Yeah, it's true, but he will. They're. They wouldn't trade. They wouldn't have traded Murray if they weren't all in on this draft. That 100%. just made it very clear to me. So yeah, and they drafted. they smart.
1: Drafted like Wesley Bronham and so-, so Chen are very are young rookies too. Yeah, they re-signed Keldon, who's only like 21, 22. Facels twenty. Primo's like nineteen. Like these guys are so young that yeah. it, it makes so much sense to just ship off everybody and start start anew.
0: Well, I think if they get Wemby in the draft, this could be very interesting very quickly. Yeah. But that's what they're going for. All right, moving on to the Houston Rockets, who I actually think is a lot harder of a call. They won Mm -hmm. 20 games last year. They added Boban, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and they drafted Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason and Ty Tai Washington. They lost Christian Wood and John Wall, who never played for them. Um, so how does, how good is Jabari Smith right away? And does Jalen green take another leap? So can they win four more games than they did last year? Is, is the question, uh, where, where are you at with that? It's tough. I, yeah, my sneaking
1: suspicion. Can you hear that table saw in the background? Yeah, but that's okay. We're
0: wrapping up, man. We're wrapping up. Why don't you go first and I'll follow up. Okay. Um, I remember watching this team play the Raptors in preseason last year. Like I went to the game and I was like, this is a deeply unserious team. It was just, it was just Jalen green. And uh, what's his name? Porter. There are other, their other point guard. Just taking turns, ISOing against like Toronto's like best wing defenders and like going nowhere. And I was just like, gonna go ahead and bet the under on this team. Like, they weren't even trying in the preseason to like structure anything, it was just so unserious. But I think this year they do try to introduce some of that structure. And I think Jalen Green had a really good end to his season. And I'm kind of tempted to take the over here. And I think I probably will. I just rolled through their schedule last year.
1: The number of L's is mind-blowing. Like, a number of consistent L's. Like, losing streak, losing streak, losing streak. They got Boban, did they? Oh, yeah, in the wood trade. Um, This is a tough one. I think... I like Tari Eason a lot. I feel like he can be a defensive contributor right away. And so can uh, Smith Jr., Shangun's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Porter Jr. can go for forty, but the thing is, with, with guys like Jalen Green and Porter Jr., is they could shoot you out of a game in the in two quarters, or they could win you multiple games by just getting hot at the right time. I like Josh Christopher a bit. Um, I think Eric Gordon's gonna get traded. Um, I'm gonna go under just because I think there's too many professional basketball teams in the league.
0: And I don't
1: think this team has, is one of them.
0: Yeah, and they're also tanking another year. So yeah, I think that's fair. You know what? Come on no. over, baby. No, no, I'll stay over. I'll stay over.
1: Are the over. is there? Are the Raptors poaching any of these guys? No, I don't think the Raptors are going to trade for anybody.
0: I don't know. That's another podcast. We will be back. Okay. For with other podcasts next week. We got some great ideas up our sleeves. Uh, we're going to be drafting some, some fun, some fun stuff with uh, our other co-hosts, Kyle and so. So yeah. So check us out next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Everyone. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Everyone and have a great end of the week and weekend aiden anything to add no this is fun uh we'd love to hear your feedback if this is more
1: more of you want to hear more of this, this the nba stuff as opposed to toronto because we you know we got lots of thoughts but uh, either way uh this is great oren thanks for doing this like us yeah. subscribe to us all that jazz bye <laughs>